Welcome back to the podcast at Parvate. Um, we're talking about ESG, and today we're going to have a chat about uh, the Parvate way and how Parvate are able to help you on your ESG journey. Today I have with me um, Jim Allenby and Paul Gnoyan from Parvate. Um, welcome, gents. Uh, Jim, can you uh, start us off with the Parvate way? What, what, what does that mean? Thanks, John. Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, I think that... I think as an organisation, it's really important to have a way of doing things in a, and, and a reason for doing things. Certainly at Parvate, we've um, spent a number of years now, I think starting back in the, in the mid-2015, sort of 2016, we started uh, moving our process away from community-based events and into ESG as, a, as an overall topic. And in 2020, we really moved with a bit more speed into this sort of ESG um, space. And, and at the time, we, we were seeing a lot of compliance and a lot of, um, you know, suggested as box ticking. And certainly something at Parvate we've uh, been really passionate about is to make sure we can add value beyond compliance. Um, and that's something as an organisation we've, we've sort of championed and we've seen some great, um, great results so far. So I guess the Parvate way, as I understand it, and I'm sure Paul will add his sort of thoughts on what it means to him, it's very much about helping businesses to not only um, obviously achieve this ESG criteria and, and there is certain boxes that need to be ticked, but it's trying to increase performance and, and certainly add to a company rather than tie them up with compliance. So um, that's part of the Parvate way. Obviously right. in, our, in our future and previous podcasts, we go into more detail, but certainly that's what it means to me. Yeah, I think, thanks Jim. Um, Paul here, guys. Um, for me, it's very, it's very much a pragmatic approach. Um, what we've noticed is when you when you bring in a new topic uh, that people don't know about, there's often a, an element of fear mm-hmm. or, or of the unknown, uh, and so that's something that we've had to work quite hard on understanding and how to deliver that is to to help organisations realise that um, it, it's a step by step approach and you don't fail, you just start and you develop along the way, uh, and so that that pragmatic approach is very much something that I think Jim and I have both sort of uh, worked hard to sort of realise within PARV8 is that we work pragmatically, uh, although we're both from a you know, high-performance sport background, uh, essentially, where there's a, there's a, there is a performance focus as well that comes into it, but certainly it is a step-by-step approach uh, to continually improve uh, a company's uh, ESG performance. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. I, I like the idea of the sporting background. I think that is really important. It was uh, a very important part of getting the team together and getting everyone on board. So having started this journey quite early on, um, there must be quite a few questions that people have that are the usual questions. Um, what, what, what sort of things that people, what, what sort of questions pop up on a regular basis? I think the most obvious question is, what is ESG and how do we do it? Right. Um, and, and it's quite general um, and, and there is a lot of different answers for that. So, I mean, a lot of our uh, work, certainly over the last probably two years, back to 2020, is around actually getting some awareness of ESG as a topic um, and awareness of what it actually captures. Um, most companies have been, and groups, and certainly boards, have been quite surprised that they're already doing it quite well. Um, and as Paul mentioned, there is a fear of the unknown and, and you know, thinking you're going to fail a, an ESG sort of checklist. There is no such thing, certainly at the start. So a lot of it's been around, um, you know, what is ESG and, and why are we doing it? And why do people keep asking me, what are we doing about ESG? So there's this real um, basic understanding of awareness. 
Um, and then I guess sort of practically, we're doing a lot of um, ESG roadmaps. So it's setting up whether that's an audit or a baseline or a sort of initial assessment of current ESG um, metrics, um, and then setting up a, a course for future improvement based on the metrics. Um, and that's where we really like to use the behaviours and the, and the sort of teamwork to, to come in there. Um, but I think, I think what we do mainly is, is the awareness and certainly those initial audit and roadmaps. Um, we've seen some ESG reports that we've managed to commission, which have come out um, looking great. And, and I think we'll see more and more ESG reporting. Um, and then people are starting to ask about green finance, ESG finance. Um, they're getting questions from their bank when they're going for bank loans, you know, yeah. what are you doing about ESG? So we're having to set these roadmaps up for finance. Um, the road to net zero is a, is a, is a windy one and, and a tough one to follow. So just sort of understanding what net zero is, um, what all the, you know, scope one, two and three emissions are. Um, but that's once again, coming back to an awareness and education. So. A lot of it is around, um, you know, baseline initial position, setting up a roadmap for the future. Um, and there's also, I, you know, a lot of it, you can't go away from it, is around access to capital. Yeah. Um, and companies need, you know, they want to know what they need to do to make sure they can access um, capital from either the banks or investors. It's interesting, some of the discussions that I've had uh, with, with various people from various industries over the, probably the last 12, 18 months was initially was, Oh, we've heard about this ESG thing, but it's just a fad and it'll go away. Mm. Uh, those same people, you know, 12 months on are going, oh, yeah, now ESG, we have to get that sorted and we're starting to get involved. So um, whilst it, it initially started out as something that people weren't too sure about what it was, through edu- and it's everywhere now, you know, you can see that it, it's an important factor going forward. Um, and as I said, you throw in climate change, you throw in COVID and the effect on people, uh, and in particular, potentially within Western Australia, from a, from a social point of view or, or a workforce point of view where um, there's a lot of jobs available um, but not many people to fill them. So how are you looking after your staff becomes an important factor that, you know, for whether you're in the resources industry, whether you're in banking, etc., those things have become really important which fit under the banner of uh, good ESG processes. Right. So um, in my role, I, I mainly deal with, um, you know, the finance end of this, the stick in the CFO level. Um, I'm hearing that there's a lot of compliance, but you're also saying that there's value beyond that compliance. And I guess, look, off the top of my head, I'm thinking, well, you know, risk matrix, maybe insurance benefits, uh, and you're you're saying staffing, recruitment costs. What what are the sorts of things that we could directly say are value beyond compliance to the organisation? So if we're actually saying to the board, well, look, it's not just a box-ticking exercise, and I'm presenting to a board and I say, well, there are other things, what, what sort of things would they be? Oh, and I think, I mean, one thing just to mention at the start, there's nothing wrong with the compliance side of it. it it's really important and the box ticking is very important like it is in, in a lot of industries and a lot of subjects. So it's certainly, we're very careful not to dismiss it or say it's not important because it very much is. But I think, you know, simply to answer that, it, it's the value to the, the leadership group, the business, the staff, the employees, the wider stakeholder groups, the environment, human beings in general, um, it, it's there quite plain to see it. Um, you know, if you can access capital because you tick certain boxes, that's really important, obviously, to, for the future of the business and making sure you keep your employees employed. Um, but beyond compliance, you were seeing, like Paul mentioned, you know, workers' conditions to be able to you know, operate in a safe, both physically and mentally, workplace, um, attracting and retaining the most desirable staff. It, it, it's a huge issue and, it, and that's going to affect business performance directly. Um, 
it's being able to hold a conversation with your investors when they ask you, what are you doing about ESG? It's, mm. um, you know, for example, we've gone through a, a literacy course with a, a number of mining executives, chairman, um, CEOs, MDs, boards of directors, so that they can answer that question. Yeah. Um, they're getting asked it by investors and investment groups. So we've gone through, you know, a number of courses, which I think, you know, we're putting up online or, or may already be up there. Um, to give to give the readers and 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 watchers and listeners at home a, a bit of an idea of, of how we get that across as well, um, you know, here in Perth we, we've managed to work across a, a worldwide accounting firm, um, a very large legal practice, and some banks to give their leaders um, and their management teams some answers to if someone asks what they're doing about ESG or what ESG is. So it's the ability to hold a conversation with uh, current and potential um, staff members, investors. Um, clients things like that this is a um this is a topic people care about and just being able to pass it off as a fad i, I just don't think it's acceptable anymore mm. and i guess we sort of highlight to organizations where that, that fear factor can be there is all you have to do is start and you can start small uh, and incrementally build and i think some some organizations try to put this off and we know it's they're not going to be able to put it off for too much longer um, but certainly the way we work is to uh, we work with with an organization their ability and their capacity to to build slowly, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily you know this this massive investment at the start. Uh, you can you can chunk it and obviously work slowly through it and and show that you are developing your ESG, uh, and that's an important factor to show uh, you know your, your various stakeholders etc. People involved in your organisation. Yeah, excellent. Well, one of the things that, that, that occurred to me then as well, there's been some fairly major upsets in looking at value chain and and. Um, Working with uh, and, and this this checklist actually helps you think about where things come from, what's happening, and, and maybe dive a little bit deeper for boards and, and people in general to try and understand where things are coming from, how they're produced, uh, modern slavery, and modern slavery is a lot more complicated than than what you would think. It, it extends to a whole range of issues. Once you have a look at it in, in uh, more detail, it's it's not just um, underpaying people; it's a lot of other factors as well. Yeah, and I think that's a great point, John. And it's um, you don't you don't know what you don't know. So being able to see um, what the metrics are can give you an idea of how you perhaps should be behaving. Um, and you mentioned the modern slavery, which is which is obviously vitally important, and and it's hugely important for for humans. Then you're seeing supply chain issues as well. You know where are you getting your um, lithium from? Where are you getting your diesel from? Where are you getting your your water from? And and it's it's a whole it's a whole pathway or supply chain obviously you need to consider the the start point and the end point yeah um and you're not just a a consumer um of a of a resource you actually need to consider where it's come from has it been sourced ethically who's going to account for the emissions um of that product um and all these things are are part of esg but they're also part of business going forward Mm -hmm. right Okay, well, thanks, gentlemen, for your time today. I really appreciate that chat and update. Um, In the show notes below, there'll be links to other information and other podcasts. Uh, Feel free to like and subscribe to us and uh, look forward to talking to you again shortly. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of the material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. 
Parvate is not a financial advisor. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in the podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Parvate or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments in this or any other jurisdiction in which solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the securities laws of such jurisdiction.